0: Who's ready for some grade 10 English? Because we're talking movies. We're talking The Tragedy of Macbeth, starring Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, and Corey Hawkins, written for the screen and directed by Joel Cohen. By the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes.
1: Toil, toil, toil in trouble. <laughs> Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie. Tonight is going to be No Holds Barred. Did you get it? No Holds Barred? <laughs> As we go back to back with Shakespeare film adaptations, we're going to be covering the tragedy of Macbeth and the 1996 Romeo and Juliet. Scott, that was take us away.
0: I didn't get your bard
1: joke at all. He's the bard. Shakespeare's the fucking bard. So No Holds Bard, come on! Wow, didn't you take a I fucking worried. English class in high school, buds, or what?
0: Yeah, yeah grade ten English. Oh, that's it, eh? That's, where, that's what. Did you, no, you? You what?
1: So, you did, what did you do? Did you do Macbeth? Was that the play, or was it uh, Caesar?
0: No, we did Macbeth, uh, Hamlet, uh <laughs> Bennett, or oh my god, Merchant of Venice. You didn't do
1: them all in grade ten. You do one. In grade two, in in one each year,
0: so no, you want to done one in grade the, nine? Yeah, too. I'm talking about the ones that we that we did during my high school. Great, grade ten was Macbeth.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, um, I, fun little fact: uh, if you're ever in a theater, you never say the name Macbeth. You refer to it as the Scottish play, Macers, all kinds of other things, but you never actually say the word Macbeth in a theater. It's bad luck. So, the more you know.
0: So, before we get into, okay, explain this to me. If you're making the play Macbeth, uh-huh. how do you say his name then? If you can't say it in the theater,
1: you can say it when you're doing your lines, but you don't you don't you don't talk about it and use the name of the play any other time.
0: Okay, that's, mm-hmm. that's just whatever. All okay. right, now on to this movie.
1: You did the I, you watched the tragedy of Macbeth, right?
0: I did. I did watch The Tragedy of Macbeth. I did want to re-watch The Romeo and Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann one, Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't have time uh, for reasons we won't speak of. (laughs) Of Um, But... I... This this film left me... empty. Empty? Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, I wanted more of it and I think it's just because I went in with expectations that weren't met so it, it, I know it's no fault of the creative team like uh, I think Denzel Washington did a, an amazing job playing Macbeth um, even all the actors I think did an amazing job Sure. Um, in some of the cinematography in the film did it But to me, it didn't feel like I was watching a movie. Mm -hmm. It literally felt like I was watching a recording of somebody performing the play.
1: So I'm going to stop you there for a sec because that actually feeds in. So Jason Bailey of Crooked Marquee had this to say about the tragedy of Macbeth. Cohen ends up with something that is neither merely film nor theater, but a mutation of both taking advantage of the wide berth of an expressionism which we allow on the stage, as well as the tools, visual effects, and shock edits of the screen. So I would agree with you, uh, except that it was kind of exactly that. It was like that cross between a theater production and a film versus uh, – so there's actually a – I think it's a 2005 or 2015 version. I can't remember. Uh, version of Macbeth on Netflix right now uh which is much more that's like
0: a huh? stuff the michael fassbender right? yeah yeah yeah
1: the fassbender one yeah, uh yeah. which is more like a like a what you would think of as like a film right like it starts with a fight scene and then like you know the witches show up and like it's like it's like a movie uh where yeah the the tragedy of Macbeth uh is very much straddling that line between like theater like set pieces almost like scenes don't necessarily like transition into each other like they transition but there's no like carry through it's almost like set piece
0: set yeah piece. like you're, you're seeing like the exit stage left yes right? pursued and then by all there of a sudden, yeah and, and all of a sudden the set piece it's like you know the curtain dropping and then reopening and you're in a new part of the house or whatever and that's where this scene <laughs> is going to take place 100% and, and that's yeah and, and I think that's what kind of took me out of it because I didn't I didn't know what to expect going in, right? And and this being Joel Cohen's first film that's not with co-directed his, yeah, with, his, with brother. his brother. Um, um and and that was the thing with their films too, like I I I was expecting some humor. Like uh, I was expecting
1: Beth, man, there's not a lot of fucking humor in it. You know what I mean? It's a pretty serious seen, and dry of the plays, you know. I mean it is okay a Have you
0: seen okay, but have you seen Barton Fink? Have you seen No Country for Old Men? Even even Fargo.
1: But there's like but you you have hold on these hold on. Dour, but you those are I believe those are original screenplays. You,
0: yes, and he wrote this.
1: Oh did he? Oh well. I thought William Shakespeare wrote it. Sorry, fucking excuse no, me. No no he
0: he he wrote the he wrote this film off the the like he based it yeah, on it, it doesn't, doesn't mean you, you get to it start it.
1: just fucking add like so he cut dialogue and that's about it like you can't just fucking like throw in a fucking like a, eh, a zinger just a live in the place up and write it in iambic pentabita that's that's not really how adaptations of fucking shakespeare go you know what i mean like oh, you so can you like, can you can do the, a bit of a turn of phrase on a line
0: so, go ahead so the guy so the guy that lived in the basement and opened the door and he just talked about his cock the whole walk through that that's in the Shakespeare play?
1: Uh, most likely, because remember, if we're going to do sidebar, grade nine English class, remember that Shakespearean plays were often written for three sets of people. The nobility, the bourgeois middle class, and the groundlings. Hence all the like sheathing my sword and types of language used. Anyway, the more you know. Back to you, Scott. <laughs>
0: this has to become a thing now (laughs) my English
1: teachers would be so impressed that I I remember this bullshit I mean that and the fact that I I actually studied Shakespeare at the Stratford Theatre Festival so uh, it's kind of my jam
0: okay Um, but yeah and I think that was the thing like i will lie like 50 minutes into this movie and like i i tapped my remote and i was like fuck there's another 50 minutes
1: so i've never actually been to a a macbeth performance that i didn't at some point fall asleep including this really one. yeah yeah like i oh, yeah, I, asleep I, asleep I saw i saw asleep. it in stratford and i fell asleep and then i i saw it last night and i fell asleep for a bit I, but i intent, i took actually took a nap i i, I paused it And I took a little nap, and then I I finished the second half or whatever. Macbeth's a tough one, man. Uh, I mean, the only way you usually dress it up is with, like, like, lots of cool fight scenes and shit. And there's, like, murder. Um, I mean, so I actually – one of the people I want to talk about is uh, Catherine Hunter, who's, like, an acclaimed, like, uh, British-American theater actor. She played the witch. And so I don't want to spoil it for those that want to watch it, but the witch or witches, or I'm going to leave it at that, it's, like, one of the best things about this film, other than the center of the cinematography. Like, when it opens and she's, like, contorted and fucking... She reminded me very much like a golem, you know what I mean? From, like, The Lord of the Rings.
0: Yes. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was thinking more of um, The Ring, like Sahara. Like oh, okay. Like coming out of the TV. Yeah, yeah,
1: like... yeah. It was super creepy. I loved it. Or, and then that shot where uh mcbath first comes across them or her and then in order to turn her into three at first they just use the they shoot it against the pond and they use the like dual reflections to make three witches i was like fuck yeah man awesome fucking cinematography though you
0: know what i mean yeah and then and then yeah and then uh, i like the continuation of that scene as well where the reflections come out out of the water yeah and they come out Um, but yeah, like, like, yeah, I think the performances were strong. Uh, I think Denzel did a great job. Like Francis McDormand did a great job. Um, yeah, I think everybody was used very well and delivered very well. Right. Like there, there wasn't a performance that I disapproved of or said like, wasn't good, but Again, like for me, and I think it was just like I was saying before. I just I came I came in with such expectations that it was going to be like a Cohen brothers adaptation of Macbeth, and then when it, it just kind of became like a stage ad- adaptation, it just kind of threw me out. Yeah, but this this should have been like right up your alley, like.
1: So I, I so this is what what I would say about this is like I, I think it was very well done. Uh, I think it's it's tough subject matter. Um, my guess is there's nothing wrong with it. Like, if actually, if I was teaching a Shakespeare class, I would I would use this in my a class, 100%. Um, it's only slightly shorter, so I've got a running time of like an hour, 45 minutes. So Macbeth usually in, in the theater runs like two-ish, depending. So it's, it's not super short. There's only so much you can really cut out. Um, again, I think that he, like Joel... Probably got exactly the product he was trying to create, right? Like, he he shot this beautiful version of Macbeth. It's very different than the work he does with him and his brothers. Um, It's very different from the original work that he does. Brother. Sorry, brother. The brothers as a team. But yes, the brother. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the, like, German expressionism uh, motifs uh, in this film, and you can definitely see them. And for those that are not aware of what specifically German Expressionism is in in cinema, it's usually d- defined uh, at, with as not defined. Sorry, um, examples of it are usually like high contrast, so really, really dark, really, really light, uh, kind of like distorted and nightmarish, nightmarish imagery. Uh, really famous works of German Expressionism are it's and it's usually like kind of nineteen twenties. To like late thirties are the, the cabinet of Dr. Kalgari, Nosferatu, Metropolis. And you can see a lot of it come out in uh, the original universal Marvel movie, uh, Marvel movies, monster movies, uh, because German (laughs) directors who had fled Nazi Germany ended up in Hollywood working at universal.
0: (laughs) I see. Um, you should have had a sidebar on that one too. I
1: know, I know. This is like the most educational episode I think we've ever done.
0: But uh, <laughs> um, the one thing I did, and the like, word I was looking for it, is
1: characterized. German expression is 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 characterized by high contrast lighting. Okay, uh,
0: but I'll say in terms of the cinematography and the style, because this was all filmed on a soundstage. It like to me, it gave a lot of. Do you remember um, Robert Rodriguez's Sin City? yeah it it gave me a lot of, of that tones where you know they filled in a lot of the background of the soundstage with like to produce cgi for for the houses and and the rooms where everything became more kind of animated
1: i don't think they use cgi on this
0: they had to you think so yes Okay. Do you think they're real ravens?
1: I don't know. Practical effects. Yeah, maybe real birds. I mean, I guess that. I mean, I guess the bird was probably it, CGI. Fair enough. Okay. In in a
0: soundstage.
1: It's fucking Hollywood, have... man. Sure oh, the by the way, is. yeah, and it's shot in black and white, just to let everybody know it's shot in black and white, and it's a really interesting tone of black and white. Um, unlike, say, stuff in like um, the black and white used in Cold War. Uh, which is a really, really clean, clean, dark, dark, dark black, and really cr- uh, crisp, crisp whites. This almost has like a, it's a bit of a dirty black and white, I felt. Like, not grainy, but like there's just something about it that it's got almost a bit of texture to it. Mm-hmm. Which would might make me wonder if they're shooting on uh, 35 millimeter film stock, or if they did that with a treatment.
0: Um, I'm just going to say it was digital. And just say that I'm right. Okay, cool. Now, in terms of contrast, now you have this adaptation <coughs> of Shakespeare. Yep. And then I think one of the most popular adaptations of Shakespeare is Leo's and Baz Luhrmann's, um, Romeo and Juliet. Sure. Which you, you rewatched.
1: <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. It's 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 fantastic.
0: And and, and I think that. Like, I knew it wasn't going to be a modern a- adaptation, but I think, like, to make it, like, to make Shakespeare, like, able to, like, fucking sit through it without going to sleep, I think putting it in the modern world and. Yeah,
1: accessible you know, is still, what you're referring to, right?
0: Exactly. And then having, putting it in the modern world, but still having, like, all the lines the same as the play. Like, at the time, I thought it was revolutionary but also like very kind of of metal
1: yeah yeah so i mean i just rewatched the baz larsman uh how do you actually how do you say his last name is it lorman Uh, lorman yeah anyway um and i was actually nervous right because it was like it was like one of my favorite films that soundtrack was like a soundtrack probably of like a period of a year when i was in high school like even putting i even had it on spotify when i was doing my notes and like garbage and all the like you know the cardigans and it's just got this amazing soundtrack and i was like oh man i'm gonna watch this movie and it's gonna be i'm gonna be so disappointed i don't know i don't know how this fucking movie didn't get nominated for more oscars it got nominated for set decoration uh in 96 um or sorry in the 97 uh yeah in 96 um and It's got, first off, the cinematography is great. The casting is perfect. Like, I I understand that, like, for some, like, aficionados about Romeo and Juliet, they like the idea that, like, Romeo is much, much older. It's like, well, fuck that, man. We all think of, like, Romeo and Juliet as being, like, cute, you know, star-crossed lovers. Claire Danes, the perfect, like, indie muse at the time. Leo with his baby face. Fucking, uh, every other cast is, like, played out perfect. The editing in this is like, again, I, I didn't know how it did not get nominated for uh, an Oscar for editing. Lots of like back and forth, slow motion, like beautiful cinematic. Like, this, this film is, it's a fucking perfectly made film. And it's in iambic pentameter. Like, they're speaking in Old English, in Shakespearean rhythm. Like, <coughs> it's true to text for the most part like i mean every everybody who puts on a shakespeare play will, again just like everything else will remove some stuff and edit stuff down. uh edit stuff down like mercutio's queen mab speech is often you know shortened cuz it's much it's 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 extremely long um but like the the drag queen mercutio and like the young hearts long young free or run free like it's such an energizing and amazing adaptation and like i said And still true to text. So, again, if I was teaching a Shakespeare class, I'd be like, yo, first thing we're going to do is we're going to watch this fucking movie. Because this, this is what William Shakespeare was putting on, but in his day. Obviously, like, it wasn't as crazy as far as aesthetic. But, like, all the jokes, all the, like, I am a piece of flesh and, like, all that. Like, the dirty, naughty stuff. That's William Shakespeare. That's him talking to like the whole groundling people who are like fighting and like making out and like making farts and stuff like that in the in the pit. That's who it was for. So uh, it's it's a fantastic film and it still stands up probably even better to this day. Made me like really disappointed when I looked at like all the stuff that went. You know what? You know what film did really well at the Oscars that year? Jerry fucking Maguire. Jerry Maguire. I was like, really? Fuck. He does all his suck business in the living
0: room, eh? Huh? He does all his work in the living room, that guy here. Who? All his best work. Jerry Maguire. All oh. <laughs> his best work's done in the living room. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Jerry Maguire. Like, fuck, it's Cameron Crowe. Of course it's going to win.
1: But like, it's not that impressive. Like, it was up for, like, fucking editing awards and stuff. I'm like, I've seen fucking Jerry Maguire. It's basically, like, you follow Tom Cruise around. He cries. And then he gets angry, and then he cries some more, and 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 then he's in So you're
0: saying it's Top Gun, except (laughs) without the planes. You're just going to follow... Unfortunately,
1: the planes are a really big fucking component of Top Gun. It's like, we're going to send you to a school, and at that school, you're going to do some stuff against the best people that do that stuff from around the country. We call it stuff stuff. Like, yeah, the fucking planes are a big deal for fucking Top Gun.
0: Have you watched uh, Have you watched the new season of Cobra Kai?
1: No, i i i tired uh, i tired of that show after season two. I was like, this is fucking teeny bopper bullshit. It's like fucking oh West god. Side Story with karate, and West Side Story yeah. was boring.
0: Well, I love Cobra Kai, um, but oh my god, there's there's a scene in it where uh, in the new season where you know Johnny's with uh, his girlfriend and he can't get it up and then they're talking and then they just start talking about fucking top gun and he just starts bashing fucking because he likes gun. iron eagle that's why no no he he was like he was like he you can't, you can't fucking he's like you can't be fucking tom cruise in that movie he's like who the fuck comes to the school and calls himself maverick you don't call yourself maverick you have other people call you Maverick.
1: but maverick's his call like,
0: sign but he was like, you know who's the badass guy? He was like, Iceman. Look at that body. He was he was the man. He's like, Maverick killed his partner. He's like, that guy's a pussy. <laughs> it was, it, but it, like, that scene just went on for like four or five minutes. And I was just like bawling laughing. Because I'm like, if only Chris would watch this. You should he just, you know
1: what? You go online, find me just that segment. I'll watch it. Maybe we'll even post it to our social. Um, <laughs> yeah. So is there anything else you want to talk about with Romeo and Julia? Like I said, I think it's super fun. Deaf people should definitely go watch it. If they haven't seen it in a long time, go watch it again. Um like I said, no, Leo we, and Claire Danes. If
0: you put the two together, which one which one would you put? If you're if you had to put a gun to your head you had to tell the audience.
1: fucking if it's a, if there's a gun to my head, it's fucking yeah. uh Romeo and Juliet. Um but I think it's 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 apples to apple carts at this point. Like they're they're totally different films. Like you can't really compare them because nothing compares to you. Romeo and Juliet and, that, and Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, and that's
0: why that's a movie podcast, not a singing podcast. <laughs> that, you know that.
1: Um, I think like I, the Romeo and Juliet is very entertaining. Again, if you're a, a film person, you know, throw on the tragedy, of, tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, you'll love the cinematography. You'll love the staging of it. it. It's well done. It's just not super entertaining. So
0: Now. This I'm gonna take a guess because we're we're coming up to the season. This this film is gonna get nominated for some Oscars. Agree?
1: I think it will be yes, I it'll be nominated. I don't think it's gonna get nominated for best picture or best director. Um but maybe for Denzel? cinematography, yeah, Denzel. Uh and maybe some of the other Maybe, maybe editing. No, I don't know. I, the academy's weird with editing sometimes. Sometimes I'm like really on point with them, and other times I'm not. Uh, but yeah, I think it. I think it'll. It'll get. It'll get a nod. It'll probably get a Bafta nod as well. So,
0: best supporting actress for the witch.
1: I'd like to see that. I mean, that role. Like, she did a fucking amazing job. Listen, if fucking did she chick, play the old if man yes, yeah, she played the old man too. Um, if she, if the, if the actor from Borat. Oh can get a fucking nomination, then Catherine Hunter can definitely get a nomination and deserves a nomination. You got anything
0: else? I got okay. nothing, man. Uh, you I'm should go watch. You should watch it.
1: Romeo and Juliet tonight, man, with your kids. When you can, Or wait, wait till you can watch it with your kids. Be like, yo, you want to learn about fucking theater? Boom. No holds barred right now. No holds barred with <laughs> Chris like, Langford.
0: You're like, I'm going to pull up the Disney Plus right now. <laughs> We're going to watch it.
1: Anyway, that's all I got. Shakespeare out.
0: You can't say that's all you got And then try to do you a mic drop after <laughs> And that is our wrap for the day Please like and subscribe to this podcast Tell your friends If you want to get a hold of us Reach us at the com.
1: Yeah, man, Romeo and Juliet, like, out, like I actually was like, oh, like what, what was had Tarantino done by this point? And he'd only done like he had done like Pulp Fiction and I think like, Jackie Brown, because it feels very Tarantino, like the really tight cutting back and forth, the like, inserts, like, and there's so much, there's so much detail, like the Merchant of Venice beach sword on the side of the like nine millimeters, like, it they did so I was just amazed at how well that movie was put together. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I'm, well, it's the Genesis 2 of, like, fucking... Movie yeah, which here. is awful. And, and, and he got an Oscar nod for it, like, I get it.
1: But it's awful. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.